0: Yeah. So, um, what do we do now?
1: Um, we're going to start by introducing ourselves and the <gasps> podcast.
0: We have a podcast.
1: It's actually it's starting to feel more real now.
0: Really, it's felt pretty weird yeah. for me so far. I've, I
1: think I've it's because a lot you do of the editing, editing yeah. and I do the like nonsensing. I'm like, oh, I'm just typing this up for taking <laughs> me. <laughs> I've,
0: I've spent <laughs> I've spent many hours sitting on my couch adjusting us to make us hopefully not sound so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and cutting out many but seconds of silence.
1: We need to get the website up. We i need do. to make yes. some more marketing things. I talked with my cousin about it. So we'll get we, there.
0: Listen, we, don't overwhelm yourself with too many goals. We need to get the website up. That's yes. It.
1: We need the website up. We can figure and out the rest after. Yeah. And today I looked at another podcast that I came across and it only started like three or four months ago and they had like 150,000 listens. See? And Listen, I was like, They're killing it. Wow. We've got like eight. Yeah. But I wonder who they were before. I don't know. So I think if we do some marketing and put ourselves out there, I have to yeah. be comfortable with it. But I yes. think it'll be fun.
0: I need you to become comfortable with it very quickly. I know. As in three months ago. <laughs>
1: My name is Malavika. I'm joined by my friend, Nick Tyler, and we are here.
0: Have you ever said my name without saying my last name?
1: I don't know how. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it's not. This is not a unique thing to you. Uh, it is Since I've been going by Nick, and I've been going by Nick for a long time, I, I tell people only my mother calls me Nicholas. Any, anybody else calling me Nicholas is weird. But uh, it's the curse of having two first names. The first part of the curse is everyone calls me Nick Tyler, and the second part is there are people out there that legitimately think my name is just Tyler.
1: No. Oh yeah,
0: 100%. People at work, people all throughout my life. I'll get even emails. I got an email last week from somebody because in our work emails, it's last name comma first and then some other gobbledygook. They see it. They see the name Tyler, and they're like, cool, this guy's name is Tyler. We send thousands of emails. You know that the last name is the first thing that you read. But still, when
1: you see that, Tyler. Yeah, it throws people off. And this is real life alphabetically.
0: This is real life alphabetically. And this is episode F, which you have now heard one of my frustrations. So you're welcome.
1: (laughs) It's interesting. I feel like, do you think your name is important to you? It's a general question.
0: My name is extremely important to me. I like all parts of my name, all three parts.
1: Would you change your name? I would not. How do you feel about other people changing their name?
0: I am 100% okay with it. If you don't like your name, if you... I have always felt a connection to my name, to my first name, middle name, and last name, all for different reasons. I can see where if I hated my first name, if I had been a girl, my parents were going to name me Tabitha after the character from Bewitched, (laughs) and I was going to be fucking Tabitha Tyler. And if I had been Tabitha (laughs) Tyler, you best believe that that name would have fucking gotten changed. That's reasonable. So I totally get people changing their name.
1: I knew a person who was a very nice person, but they changed their name from like a very normal American name to mm. Merlin. And and I asked them, I was like, oh, do you feel like particularly connected or disconnected from your first name? And they're like, no, I just like the name Merlin.
0: <laughs> I think the only- I was just
1: expecting so much more like, oh, this is really not representative of me, mismatch of identity, you know, something like where you, they just didn't connect with it. But they're like, no, I just liked it. Like, I'm totally fine with my other name, but like, you know- I just like going by this because I think it makes me like stand out in a crowd and I was like, okay.
0: I think the only way I can get behind changing your name to Merlin is if you change your middle name to the wizard. (laughs) Like I I would, the only way I'd be Merlin is if I was Merlin the wizard Tyler. (laughs) With quotes around it, of course.
1: Uh, Do you remember our landlord Marlin?
0: (laughs) Yes, yes I do. A, a, A kind man.
1: A kind man, my cousins uh, totally misheard his name and thought his name was Merlin. Oh, and they would be like, oh, you oh go next door to Merlin the wizard. Oh, that's That was just beautiful. the joke for years and years. And I was like, his name is Marlin. And they're like, oh, Merlin?
0: That's beautiful.
1: It was great. See, what my, a kind man. my
0: family just all thought he was named after a big fish.
1: <laughs> that's reasonable. Yeah,
0: because he probably was. His yeah. name was Marlin. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. I wish I had misheard his name. We, okay, yes. We have said, we, see, we've, we've already come so far since the last episode we recorded because we've said the name, we've said our names. We've said the name I'm of the podcast. Dry. That's all on you. Um, we do have, or are working on a website, which is going to be rla rlathepodcast.com. It does not exist yet, so don't try to go there yet, but soon, by the time you're listening to this, actually, it probably will be up. So check it out, just in case.
1: I will, I will get it up.
0: Well, we're also three up. Of- four episodes behind after this is done so yeah it'll it'll be up by the time episode d part two is up probably and this is episode f um the other thing we have a twitter account it's at rla the podcast are you guys noticing a theme that everything is going to be just rla the podcast it's because there's an existing podcast called rla podcast and they took all the good names so we have to put the in between everything and what was it the rugby league of america um, so they are our new mortal enemies, and we are on all the social medias as RLA the podcast. Twitter. Uh, I made a Reddit account for whatever reason. Uh, we're gonna make an Instagram. We're gonna go. We're gonna go full bore with this shit.
1: Do you wanna pick a topic first?
0: I want to give an update first. Okay. Uh, from the previous episode. So. In the time since we recorded episode E, at the end of it, we talked about some things that we were excited by, we we're going to watch, some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did not watch Onward. I know you did. Do you want to give did. a little, give a little bit about it? You want your feelings? It was
1: very enjoyable. Um, I don't know. It was good. It had like you know hardship and overcoming things and growing up. I don't know. It was just like a good Pixar movie. I don't think it was the best, but it had a lot of good humor, good emotional moments. You know, the writing was. On point, You know how Pixar is. Yeah.
0: I mean, they have their yeah. shit together.
1: Yeah, they got their shit together.
0: Um, I have been watching the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars that has come back. Um, Ooh. It is wrapping up very soon. They have reached the point where and I, I know this is the number one Star Wars fan podcast, you know, in, in the, <laughs> on Stitcher. Um, but they are at the point where the final episodes of this are lining up with uh, Revenge of the Sith. So there's two episodes left and they've lined up halfway between Revenge of the Sith. So it's cool just to like watch this cartoon with like these other Star Wars characters, but it's going on simultaneously like while Anakin just killed Count Dooku and the Chancellor was get, like they're weaving that in at the same time. And it's actually really working. Like it's really interesting. It's making Revenge of the Sith better, which I didn't think a cartoon would do, but I mean they they did. Um, uh, but the thing I really want to give an update on is motherfucking Tiger King. <laughs> you best believe that. I think in the last one I said that, you know, everybody in the world had already watched it and I knew from all the memes and shit that I was going to adore it, I, you know, yeah. without even knowing I was going to love it. I was so right. It is so unbelievable. I am imi- after I binged it, which of course I binged in one night because there's seven episodes and it just was so good. Um, I immediately called my mother and I told her, you have to watch this shit because like that's the, she loves that kind of crazy drama, like weirdo, animal people, like all of that just totally was in in her vein and I got her to start watching it and and she felt exactly the same. I cannot say enough things about Tiger King except for the fact that that bitch Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. That's all I got to say.
1: I have not seen it yet. I don't know if I'm gonna like yeah, it. I love it. I, uh, we'll see. It's I'm I'm still in this like book binging pot, um audiobook kind of phase. So, we'll see if I get around to it. But I need something to watch. Sometimes I've been watching like Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I'm only watching it you know, like with my boyfriend. Uh, you need a show times, for yourself. Yeah, I need a, like myself show, but I don't have one right now. Is it's a, just annoying. Is it Outlander? No, I don't enjoy Outlander, the show. What?
0: Well, I mean, maybe we got to wait for episode O for that.
1: No, I mean, it's just, when you really love a book, I think sometimes it's hard when, like, the plot of a show or movie deviates too much or you have such a strong image in your head of what it should be. Ender's I mean, Game. I to-
0: that was Ender's Game for me. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think there's, like, a lot of... It, it's not It's a good show, and I think it's one of the few shows that's kind of, like, sexualized, but drawn for the female gaze
0: sure I could, so I could get that.
1: Yeah. um which is really interesting and honestly very nice like i've seen a couple episodes it's good acting it's like decent writing but i think because there's like that mismatch for me with the books i just like can't do it
0: yeah I, I, that makes sense i mean you have such a well-formed you know you've reread the books multiple times and i, I know it's a favorite series of yours you, you yeah. really do develop that internal vision of what it is. And when you don't see that and you don't hear that, it, you know, it, it's friction. Like it, it doesn't – I'm trying to throw in as many F words as I can. Yeah. It's good.
1: <laughs> it is friction. It's it's like that friction in your brain. Yeah, And I, th- I think like for some series you can kind of put it aside because of other things like Harry Potter – I enjoyed all the movies, you know, it was cool to see that magic brought to life, but it wasn't the vision of Harry Potter I had, yeah. which is fine. Uh, but that's, that's I just a, never felt.
0: That's one that isn't often brought up like that, but I'm glad you did. Okay. Um, I have not yet looked at your email and I'm okay. about to do that right now.
1: Actually, did I looked at your email right now? I could tell. One we that's why I episodes. said it. That's why I said it. The way I did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I haven't even read your list yet. Uh, I asked Malavika to start putting in a buffer at the top of the email so that when she sends it to me early, you know, I don't get spoiled by the little preview. Um, I I do want to share what what her preview is for this, just because it's so perfect and it's so hilarious. And I appreciate you very much for this, because this is something designed just to make me laugh. Um, so take it with a grain of salt, all you crazy people out, all you three people listening out there. Uh, she put "M M&M and M is a lie created by the government to stop us from rioting." It's which, true, though. Which is so buck wild for so many <laughs> different reasons. And I'm I, glad you appreciated. I it. just wanted to, I wanted to give that appreciation to our listeners as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Your topics are. You know what it's one of those things where i couldn't have guessed them beforehand but now that i've read them they feel decidedly like things that you would put down (laughs) okay so i don't remember what's on my list unless i look over because i didn't split screen emails so Um, we
1: have one crossover
0: we do and i would like you to start talking about it please
1: okay so you have f is for friends and i have friendship and and i'm glad you
0: think that those are the same that makes me happy. Yeah, that's true. No, please. Uh, You're right. I
1: don't know. (laughs) I guess I have been thinking, so I'm about to move to a new place and I've been thinking a little bit on like the the nature of friendship and how it is hard to make friends for for some people. Or I think you and I are friendly enough. We get along with many people, but Mm. I think to really form those deep bonds for me, it takes quite a bit of time. Like I'm talking like nine months a year. Yeah. Um,
0: You and I weren't friends the first year that we knew each other.
1: No, no. Um, And I'm just someone who takes a while to get settled into a new place, and it's not a process I'm particularly looking forward to. And I've had experiences where I've had, you know, I've been very lucky, had very close groups of friends, and then I went somewhere new. Um, Like, I studied abroad in college, and I had, like, a great friend group in college, and I was very close with them, and I went abroad and it was it turns out that people aren't like me and it was really hard to make friends Mm -hmm. um and so i felt a lot of that was a little bit you know and i was much younger then but like be trying to be something you're not and then having that not feel authentic to you And, and then i think like other people kind of pick up on that
0: Let me ask you a question in that vein because that brings up a good point. Do you find that when you're in a situation like that where you aren't around many people that you would consider friends or where you're having difficulty with friends, do you latch on harder when you do start to feel that legitimate spark? Like do you speed up the friend process when there is finally a success or does it still take the same time frame?
1: It's a little bit hard because I guess if I'm thinking now – I think it does speed up the friendship process, but I think then it was a little bit different. Like I was just a little bit l- less secure in who I was, mm-hmm. so I think it made for a different kind of environment. And and to be fair, even though it was really hard, I did come out of it with a few friends that I still occasionally talk to or hit up on Facebook, you know. Um. But then my second situation. So then I went back to college. It was all great. I had a great time in grad school, a lot of friends, and then. I moved after college, after graduate school and i to Baltimore, and I also struggled to make friends and I think like I was surrounded by people who were really intelligent and kind and smart, but for some reason I didn't really click with, and that became very frustrating over time, where you felt like you never totally felt fit in, sure, no matter what you did mm-hmm. um and i didn't love that feeling i didn't lo- like it at all so even though i had a lot of friends there's actually very few people i talk to from baltimore um which is you know i and in contrast to a lot of my other life where i talked to friends from so middle school and high school and college and now medical school like i have a pretty I, f- I feel like pretty good circle of friends i'm very happy with it so yeah and you don't need a lot of friends it's definitely quality over quantity
0: yes i i'll use that as my segue because honestly i don't think i have many friends i am i like to think i'm a very friendly person i i can talk mm-hmm. to anybody i like people um well i like people one-on-one people as a whole we're, we're kind of shit but, yeah i get that but um but le- no legitimately i i even people you know elementary school, middle school, high school. I'm the friendly and have acquaintances and, you know, think fondly of them and, and think, you know, want well for them and all that. I don't have many actual friends. Um, part of it is me. Part of it is, is it's difficult for me to, uh, it's, it's a weird flip side of a coin it's very easy for me to be open and honest and vulnerable just in general Mm -hmm. like that's my default is just to share to be 100 percent honest much more honest than people expect but at the same time a lot of times i use that honesty to obscure the truth or i hide like the deeper parts of the truth in all of that honesty yeah which means that people don't really know like, they may know things about me, or I may share things, or even on this podcast, I, you know, I've, I think I've been yeah. very open. Um, that doesn't mean that it necessarily will give you an understanding or, or the full picture of what's going on, because there's, you know, fear. And, like, I am, you know, it's a cliche, but I, I'm an extroverted introvert. I have a battery, a social battery, that drains real quick. I can get up on stage and I can do, you know, do the song and dance and all that shit or a a big meeting or whatever, but I'm going to feel a ton of anxiety before it, I'm going to perform during it, and then afterwards, I'm going to be so drained that I'm going to go sit alone, which in this isolation is now all the time, but, it, but it still stands of even of like today I had a, a ton of conference calls and different like small meetings and, and one-on-one calls and things like that for hours today. And that was fine. Like that's the one-on-one kind of thing there with people that I've worked with a lot and that I know well on Friday, I have a really, 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 super important big meeting on the phone on a Friday afternoon that like I have tremendous anxiety about and we're like trying to prepare and prepare and prepare even though we've been doing this for a year and I know that after it's done I just will feel an immense amount of relief sure but an immense amount of just drain because it uses that same social energy that I put out with a lot of people so why do I bring that up with friendship it's been I think difficult for me to maintain a lot of friendships. Um, part of... Uh, a big part of that, honestly, is on me. I went through some years where I was just kind of no contact and didn't put in the effort and was kind of hiding from myself, which meant hiding from the world, too. Um, the, the Some of the most important people in my life were good enough to me to kind of break through that and call me on my shit, which, uh, Malvika, you, of course, being one of those people, which I will be forever appreciative of. Um, but, but it's also been like let's call it the last two or three years that I've kind of tried to get my shit together and be a little bit more human, Um, I have made some really important, really deep friendships that have just come totally randomly. And a lot of it comes from me being willing to, like, not try to obscure things or not try to be somebody I'm not or be on all the time and, and really just... You know, focusing the openness and and the honesty and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. That that's a lot of blathering on my part, but I am certainly open to more friendships. I know that I need to have more friends. If I'm being honest, you do. Like I need to. There's a lot of people that I talk to, and there's people that I, you know. have occasional communication like once a week we'll text or whatever E yeah, like even people i'm really close to we don't necessarily talk all that much which has never been more clear to me than than being isolated um, oh man <laughs> so i have been trying to kind of reach out a little bit more and trying to i've been i've been posting on facebook more like even just like trying to put social energy out into the universe more yeah um which and I, your
1: facebook posts are good i have to say like I, I, I always enjoy them thank i don't you. always enjoy everyone's facebook posts
0: For, i i i i always look at the hist, the memories on facebook or like the shit that you posted this day 10 years yeah. ago or whatever i used to use facebook as a way to make myself laugh which was awful it was just me, like I would put a quote from like a movie or like not something that did not need to be out in the universe at all. Uh, I have gotten much better about it now. I don't post anything on Facebook unless it's like, I want other people to actually read this, or this is a comment I have on actually something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So you said something interesting earlier about how you use the truth or like the appearance of truth to kind of hide your true feelings absolutely and um i I totally understand where you're coming from and it's something that i think i also do a bit of where you can kind of draw people in because people by and large aren't that honest or open upon first meeting them and they're like wow this person's like i'm really bonded to them but it's kind of like the friendship for a night situation to the point where i think so i was i was reading a book and they were kind of talking about you know, um, a significant event in this person's life that very deeply affected them, but then over time became like a punchline at a party. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel. Like a lot of times I think I take stories or experiences that happened to me that at the time were devastating yeah. or horrid. Yeah. And then I use them like a punchline now.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: And, um, and it's like a little bit messed up, but mm. also no, that's a Nick
0: <laughs> classic as well, 100. percent Yeah, and I'm I know, and I feel one. like you also yeah. do
1: that, yeah. And uh, and this book like kind of pointed out that this character was doing it. I was like, oh wow, that's like probably not healthy, <laughs> <laughs> um, on some level. But I don't think I have quite as much of the kind of go 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 social energy that you do. Mm. Um, I certainly don't feel as anxious in social situations. But very true. Yeah. I think a lot of what I experienced is kind of there's just a point where now I realize that I'm not gonna fit in or I'm I've stopped having fun at the party and nowadays I just leave. <laughs> and I don't know if that's good or not. I think like, it is. I just don't. That's that, you're like, my I'm hero. Like, like I went to some parties in medical school and like I often had fun with these people in smaller groups. So it's just in the large groups, sometimes it was just it just wasn't my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love getting wasted and staying out to three or four a.m. I didn't want to spend thirty dollars to take a cab downtown, right. and I would just leave when I was done talking to people <laughs> at like ten thirty. <1030.
0: laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
1: And but like I wonder if like maybe I should have pushed myself a little bit more. But like because now you know I am older, and these are my friends, and etc. And. Mm-hmm medical school is not huge and I knew most of the people I was with um, which is a very different circumstance than when I was younger and would go these things and stay out and you know try and be one of the crew and like honestly like nothing ever happened that made it like a bonding experience even though like you'd always think it is because you weren't with if you didn't feel it earlier and you weren't with the right people then you're not you know it's not going to happen for you because you're not open to the experience Right. so yeah it's and I never, and the last point I want to make is, I never understand what makes friendship. I cannot, for the life of me, understand why I'm friends with some people and not others. It makes no sense.
0: It's one of those things where it's one part luck, one part shared interests, one part shared experience, and one part just secret sauce.
1: Yeah. I asked um, one of my very close friends, my best friend from high school, who's now a clinical psychologist, I asked her, how do I make friends? Because I was very nervous about making friends when I was moving last time. And she said, try and find something you hate. Hate is a much stronger bond than love. (laughs)
0: You know what? That is really true. I've made some good friends, like, shit-talking things. Me too. (laughs) Oh, man, that meeting sucked. Yeah, that that was awful. Why did they make us do that? I don't know.
1: I'm Nick. (laughs) One of my true, like, genuine friendships, someone who's really helped me out through the years, we met my our senior year of college because we were both trying to avoid sitting by this one girl who would always try and sit by us because we both didn't really like her at the time.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's classic. Still
1: talk. Still talk. She, you know, helped me with my applications, everything. (laughs) Great friend.
0: You know, one of the other unfortunate things about friends, and I'm finding this to be very true, especially at this point in my life. um, Many of my friends are in a different stage of life than I am. Many of them are married. Several of them have, you know, kids. Uh, They are living their best, you know, at home, raising your kids' life, which means that it's not, hey, let's go out on a Friday night and get dinner or let's go to this band or whatever. It's, let's get a quick drink after work and then I got to get home to the kids kind of thing, which is. I would not a knock at all on, you know, some of them are old. Actually, most of them are older than me, but at the same time, like I, I want to get to that stage of my life as well, but, um, I'm not in that stage of my life. I'm still very much in a stage of like, yeah, if it's a Friday night and you want to go out and do something, hit me up. I'll, you know, I'll go, whatever. Um, it's, I don't have kids to watch. I don't have to worry about anything. you know, I just Mm -hmm. take an Uber and then Uber back and whatever. It's the kind of thing where you almost want to set up like a weekend trip once a year kind of thing of like, okay, we can't do this during the year because everyone's got their kids and families and all that. But let's try to find that one weekend where we can go to Vegas or where we can like <laughs> do something crazy <laughs> yeah. just for tuna, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, that it's, it's frustrating in a way of... I, I wish I could spend more time with with those people and that kind of thing, but it's not frustrating. you know I, I love their, that they have families. I wish them the best. I, you know they're they're yeah. happy they're they're doing what they want to be doing and I, I adore that.
1: Yeah, I feel you have older friends and I have a lot of younger friends so oftentimes I, I think I feel more pressure that I need to go out and do things and sometimes <laughs> I just want to stay at home and like read a book. But honestly, that's always been my personality, so I can't really say. Yeah. I don't give into that pressure quite as much. <laughs> I think truly, like all the people I went to college with and kind of like that cohort of people, we're finally starting to diverge. Like people are... I feel that for me, marriage wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. To me, it was like they did, they're they dating permanently now. <laughs> I was very like, comfortable with right? that fact.
0: <laughs> that's how I've always kind of seen it. Yeah.
1: like yeah. What's the difference? Um, but the... I think kids does divide your lifestyle a bit more than marriage does from your single friends or unmarried friends. Um, And I'm not against it. I definitely feel more comfortable with my friends having kids now than I did before, partially because I think just so many more people around me now have kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is something that you kind of grow real quick to, uh, if if you're not around it a lot, when you're you know becoming a younger adult and that kind of thing if there's not a lot of like nieces and nephews or younger cousins or anything like that i think the way you start to get used to it is by having friends that have kids because you start to like even if you go over their house and you go see them and it's like oh hello small human
1: yeah that's how i feel though
0: let me tell you why i had Evis for friends and this will just be a quick one do you not, is that not, you don't recognize that as being something? I put it's it in quotes. It's from a
1: song or something. It is from I a know.
0: song now. Thank you. F is yeah. for friends who do things together. U is yeah. for you and me. And oh, is for yeah. anything and anywhere and all down here in the deep blue sea. It's from SpongeBob. It's a very oh, yeah. important SpongeBob song, but I'm not going to talk about SpongeBob. I wanted to get into cartoons. Um, I think cartoons are... Very, 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 very important pieces of media that people look down on in a lot of ways. And I want to divide them into two separate categories and get your opinions, some examples that you like, talk about them. There's, all right. There's kid cartoons
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's an adult cartoons. Okay. I don't mean in terms of the content. I don't mean like Rick and Morty's an adult cartoon because they talk about sex and drug and all that kind of yeah. thing. I'm talking about the audience that it is actually going after, and where I'll put the divide there is Adventure Time, Steven Universe, and even in some degree SpongeBob. Um, for me, that my my hot take is those are all adult cartoons because SpongeBob
1: they, is definitely an adult cartoon. I've never considered it a kid cartoon.
0: Some people do. So, uh. so I want you. What were some big kid cartoons for you? And then then we'll we'll go into the other side.
1: I don't remember watching a ton of TV as a kid. Like, I know I did watch TV. Sure. But I feel like what I remember is a lot of, like, ABC family shows. Like, oh. was Seventh Heaven, uh, State of Grace. That sounds awful. Yeah. Um, but my two... Cartoon love well, and I liked um, the wild thorn berries. I really enjoyed like the adventure one And I I consider that like that was me as a kid I enjoyed it as a kid and like Rugrats and like kind of that genre and era of cartoon. You're
0: nailing my spot right there.
1: Yeah, and then um, Because my sister is six years younger than me. I feel like I watched cartoons for a long time Mm -hmm. But the cartoons that I think are more adult are fairly odd parents. I just think they hit that, like, especially the older seasons, they really straddle that line of, like, it's a kid's cartoon, but clearly has jokes for adults and themes for adults in it. Mm -hmm. And SpongeBob, I felt the same thing. That's why I was really surprised when you said SpongeBob is a... Kids cartoon, because I think it has a, enough of a cult following that it, it doesn't pop up any kids' forums <laughs> anymore. <Fair>. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's all, like, a bunch of, like, whacked-out 30-year-olds on drugs talking about it. Yeah, about
0: Plankton trying to get the formula from the fake Mr. Krabs robot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I didn't... I, I mean, I do enjoy Rick and Morty and Archer and a bunch of other... I haven't seen Steven Universe, and Adventure Time makes me feel queasy, so I don't watch it.
0: What? Like, the like actually motion sick
1: yeah i i guess i think i'm like very particularly sensitive to kind of the um how do you say it? like the abstractness of it like, yeah what's that? It, is, like,
0: it is a very abstract
1: yeah Discord it makes me just st- like, like art yeah, color exactly. style it just makes me feel like i'm kind of high and i don't like <laughs> Being high, I don't know. I just don't like it at all. <laughs> oh god, that is that, <laughs> I'm a very weak person.
0: <laughs> that tracks so hard with you. That that is the most Malavika answer, and I don't know why I couldn't have answered that one for you because that is the only possible answer. No, it makes you feel high, and you don't like being high, so you hate it. That's that, ah, that was beautiful. I will say a lot of the cartoons that I liked as a kid were cartoons that still hold up as adults and cartoons that didn't at the time say they were doing it but were focusing on the parents just as much as the kids Mm -hmm. rugrats is is one of them um cat dog uh angry Mm -hmm. beavers um fairly odd parents was hilarious the song still gets stuck in my head it flipped your lid when you were the kid with fairly odd parents yeah um uh, the one I want to mention specifically, though, as being honestly probably for adults, was Batman: The Animated Series.
1: Oh yes, a
0: lot of what had, a lot of what entered kind of the realm or the public realm of Batman was from Batman: The Animated Series. Um, that was where Mark Hamill voiced the Joker, which is one of the best Joker performances in any mm-hmm. video game, movie, show, whatever. Um, he is like the quintessential joker voice if you think of the joker voice that's not from a movie almost guarantee that that mark hamill did that voice um it also came a couple years after the actual batman movie in 1989 the the one with michael keaton and jack nicholson Uh, before that batman was kind of just comics like, he was just a cult-followed oh, comics thing. He, You know, there was the Adam West show in the 60s that was all campy and weird and Batman Dance Party and, uh, like, that kind of <laughs> like weird, stupid shit. Thing. Thank you. That kind yeah. of stupid shit. But then, like, at 89, they made a serious Batman movie. And then, I think it was in 1992, when the sequel to that was coming out, Batman uh, Batman Returns, that's when Batman Animated Series came out. And I... I grew up watching that Batman and Batman, the animated series. And it's what brought me like my love of like superheroes and my love of like gritty dramas. The characters like, um, Harley Quinn, who's a very popular, prominent character mm-hmm. who has her own sh- like animated show. Now she came about in Batman and the animated series mr freeze's whole backstory came from them making batman like and it was only it only ran for a couple of years but it's a lot more impactful of a show that people throw away it's like oh yeah kids watch this batman show no it was it was a good show
1: did they do like a sequel series about batman's son off that
0: batman beyond is not about batman's
1: son Okay, because I watched a Batman series because I went to India to visit my family, and a lot of times the TV shows that come over from the UK and the US there aren't what I got at home, Mm -hmm. and I would be so bored, and so I would end up watching whatever was on, and I got very addicted to one of the Batman shows.
0: It was probably Batman Beyond. (laughs) Because there was old man Bruce Wayne. He was a gray-haired, old,
1: you know. Was there a really hot, like, young cartoon guy that yes. I was strangely attracted yes, to? Yes, that is and Batman still Beyond. still remember to the, okay. Yes. Um, yes. And, I've and always wondered which one it was. Honestly,
0: that was also a very good show. There's a lot of people that want them to make a Batman Beyond movie. And think and, oh. and think that now with all the craziness in the DC movie universe, that, yeah. that since they're not really doing a movie universe anymore, that there's a better possibility with, this, with the semi-success of um, the Harley Quinn movie that they might just say, hey, let's do a Batman Beyond movie.
1: What about like doing, I mean, the success of like Spider-Man animated. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Into the Spider-Verse? Love... Yeah, that was an amazing movie. Uh, that's a
0: fucking phenomenal movie.
1: Yeah, so I, I want... it would be great to see them do Batman Beyond and that. I don't know, I, I feel like I tried to rewatch Batman Beyond at some point and I couldn't get back into it, but I yeah. wonder if I tried again. There's
0: a lot of angst. Which yeah, I know is not twelve-year-old
1: Malavika a, I was gonna say, It's was not a more problem for
0: Malavika, but for all of you out there listening, um, I, on the adult cartoon side, I mm-hmm. think that the the two I really want to focus on, I'll say, you know, Rick and Morty, Archer. Um, uh, I'm sure there's probably a couple others I'm not thinking. Oh, oh, of course, the the one I the reason I wrote this down in the first place, BoJack Horseman. Oh, BoJack Horseman. It, in no way is for kids it's on netflix it is very mature um it is weird to think it's even weird now to think that they said you know what let's make a cartoon that is just completely for adults in 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 no way do we ever want any kids watching this ever
1: i don't know if that's true family guy the simpsons are so clearly geared towards but you
0: get kid i watched family guy and the simpsons as a kid
1: I'm sure kids nowadays watch BoJack Horseman. I they, don't know if that's fair but, to uh, say.
0: Yeah, okay. But in you're getting that family guy humor or is that South Park humor of like, we're yeah. being gross, we're doing get whatever.
1: That's just for teenage boy and above. Yeah,
0: BoJack Horseman is like about depression and anxiety and narcissism and like all of these things that even as a teenager you have no frame of reference for any of this shit but watching it as a 30 year old it destroys me that show has made me cry so many times it is unbelievable and i I, again i have no problem admitting that because a lot of it hits pretty close to home in terms of how i feel when i feel at my lowest of Mm -hmm. you know it's just Highly recommended show. Um, but those are that's not the one I want to focus on either. That I could do a oh. whole episode on BoJack. I do want to prop up two you already mentioned and one you have not watched and one you can't watch. Steven <laughs> Universe and Adventure Time. Because they are whatever BoJack is for like destroying me and breaking me down. Those two are for building me back up. They are so heartwarming and adorable and, like, funny but real and, and like, honest in a way that you really deeply feel as you watch them. They – if you have not watched them and you don't mind watching cartoons, uh, I mean, I just can't recommend them highly enough. They will warm your heart. That's that's all. Uh, If you – want to watch something that doesn't make you feel like shit and doesn't break you down I need that <laughs> uh, those those two cartoons honestly they're 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 just waiting out there for you
1: that was very delightful i'll have to check out some of those shows yeah <laughs> tell me a little bit about funny oh
0: i'm so glad you picked this one um i like to think i'm a funny person i i uh, that's not me boasting. That's just me. Like, it's, it's something that I focus on as I like to make people laugh. Um, I'm not someone that writes jokes. I'm not someone that writes things out. Like, I'll give my father as an example, another F word. Um, he is extremely funny he's very very witty but he is someone that will craft his jokes and that will craft his stories that will refine them and and come up with a better punchline or who will he will try out material with people and, and tell a story a certain way I, I I'm not that like that's the opposite of me I am much more I am off the cuff I don't prepare anything if I think a funny thought I try to edit it in my head and just put it out as a funny thought kind of thing um, the reason that I am like that and the reason that I think my father is like that also is the real reason I wanted to, to bring up this topic. In my family, f- being funny is kind of two things. One, it is a rating system. You are, mm. you are more well thought of if you are funny. I, I don't think that's bad of me to say. I think most of my family would probably agree if you're funny. And a lot of my family is very funny. Um, mm-hmm. it, it It's just you are just generally probably more well thought of and probably, you know, if if you're funny. The other part is it's kind of a currency all in of itself. Like when you think about, oh, who do I want to go have a drink with? Who do I want to see? Who do I want to be there? Who's the first person I think, you know, that kind of thing. Being funny in my family is kind of that currency of, well, he's a delight and he is funny in some situations let's invite him that kind of like I don't want to yeah. sound like it's it's a ranking system or anything like that but it is one of the things that is important to my family as a whole and yeah
1: it's a valuable characteristic it, yeah.
0: exactly and as such I mean I, I grew up in that environment where you were praised for being funny and you were praised for having a good joke and the best feeling you could have is having all these funny people around you and then them laughing at something that you just said Um, Mm -hmm. there is a dark side to it though. When you Mm. care too much, when you want to be seen as funny, when you, that kind of thing, um, it can become tremendously unfunny because that's when things become like more important than the fact that you're a family or people you care about or something like that. I think some people, and I'm not using my family as an example for this, some people take it too far in wanting that laugh or wanting to be well liked for being funny that they're yeah. not themselves anymore. Yeah. And that's a that's a bad line to cross. But I've I've always grown up in an environment where being funny was the primary way to get praise in in family gatherings and big Christmases or Thanksgivings or, or whatever it is. So that's kind of crafted in a lot of ways who I am as a person. Um, I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to say it was awful or that it was right or that it, anything like that. I will say my family's a lot of fucking fun to be around. We're a good time.
1: That's awesome.
0: So that that was why I, and I wanted to, do you have any experience? You have a bigger extended family than I do and a lot more people that you kind of grew up around, but not necessarily were close to. Yeah. Was, was there any character, like even outside of being funny, if it wasn't, was there a characteristic that was kind of above the others with your family?
1: No, I think in my family, it's almost, and I, and kind of like, like you're talking about this dark side. So I feel that we all kind of grew into a role that we play in our family for better or worse. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think and it's it's much better now, but when we were younger, you'd kind of be put in this role, uh like Malvika's the old one, she's responsible. Oh, God, she doesn't have no. a boyfriend, so she must want to cook and clean for us all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think it was Sorry. that was like the downside. But the upside is like my cousins are very funny. We have a ton of inside jokes. I have a great time when we get together. Um, yeah, and th- my boyfriend came for a last Thanksgiving, and he did laugh quite a bit. He cannot deny at times he was having fun.
0: Which is impressive, because he, yeah. he can be a tough nut to crack.
1: It's a It can be a good time. But I think like over time, we've also been like, you know what, just because Malavika is a little nerdy and likes to read books, she also still likes fashion things and clothes and you know people are multi-dimensional i'm sure you're funny but sometimes you're sad or you had a shit day and you're just not feeling that funny right yeah you're not there to entertain everyone else at your expense that's not really much day.
0: of an excuse with my family though because because yeah. the funny is above a lot of sadness there's there's a lot of i i won't speak for them but i'll, I'll speak for myself there's a lot of depression yeah. sometimes that that the funny oh, kind of yeah. covers there's been some divorces there's been some you know yeah. It's unfortunate. Real life shit. Real life shit. But kinda of like you said earlier, a lot of it comes becomes a punchline. Or a lot of it becomes yeah. something to roast somebody for. Um mm-hmm. sometimes people go too far and they need to be reminded that, hey, don't be an asshole. Um but but sometimes it's it hits that sweet spot of like acknowledging something that happened, but still yeah. showing that you care and all that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That's always good. Yep.
0: Um, oh, I have – this, this is just a short one. This is a little funny one.
1: Okay.
0: Funding. Malavika, yeah. I'm yeah. going to give you 30 seconds.
1: Oh, God.
0: Hold on. Let me, let me get the timer out because we, we do this by the book here. And in this 30 seconds, I want you to pitch – to Maximum Fun and Earwolf and all the other mega companies out there why why they should pay us why we should ever have be on any of their networks and you have 30 seconds starting now
1: you don't even have to pay us we just want the exposure and we're actually pretty interesting and good
0: keep going
1: I think there aren't that many podcasts that have Uh, like male-female dynamics. Um, I think there are not as many podcasts that really talk about a full range of topics. I think the way we've structured it is very loose and maybe that means it's harder to brand us. But I think we have a wider appeal to different audiences that maybe aren't actually interested in kind of the traditional podcast format. And I've noticed that a lot of podcasts tend to fall into, this is for females or this is for males. And I think there's not as many that you get both genders kind of into.
0: I want to say, first of all, that was 52 seconds. So not That's your best right. way. No, I'm just Fox. kidding. I'm just kidding. The, the reason I put you on the spot there, that was awesome. That was
1: awesome. No, it that was, was so, That was so good.
0: <laughs> that was so real. You, you just spoke intelligently on a topic that you had no idea was coming. In, like that. And the topic was honestly boasting about yourself. And you did a, you did a great job. A+. plus.
1: Did I? I said that you didn't have to pay us for the work well, they, and time that we put into this To be fair, shit. they don't
0: have to pay us because we're already doing it for free.
1: Yeah. I do want to uh, say,
0: what the one thing that I want to do for this, but the, my one goal for this podcast, Yeah. I want to do an ad read. I want to do a real okay. ad read. I would not not all right. like make one all up. Right. You know all that. I want someone someday to send us copy that we have yeah. to read fucking okay. stamps.com or you know whatever
1: Oh, stamps.com means we made it. Yeah,
0: well that's true. Stamps.com is the high level. But like back in the mabim bam early days, they had extreme yeah. restraints.
1: <laughs> yeah. The sex toy company. Like we could probably get sponsored by a sex toy company. We do talk a lot about sex. I will talk so,
0: so much more about sex if you sponsor us. Pornhub? No. Uh,
1: <laughs> they don't need any advertising. They don't. <laughs> Maybe like what is so like lovely honey or something? Is that a thing? Like Adam and Eve.
0: Adam and yeah, that's that's a classic one. Or yeah. who who makes the magic wand?
1: Hibachi. It, it
0: was Hitachi. Close. Hibachi Hitachi. is <laughs> hibachi is where you go actually to cook up the, you know, they cook yeah. the moon for you. Hitachi makes the personal massage wand. Uh,
1: wink wink. Wink wink.
0: Unless you went to the Hitachi Hibachi.
1: That would be very uncomfortable, and I do not like this, thought.
0: <laughs> Is that where your chair vibrates while they do the thing with the onion shooting the steam out of it?
1: I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's like erotic food. I, erotic yeah. food? You know, we really didn't put food on here. Um, I want to talk about fortunes. <gasps> Love very it. Very quickly. I'm on board. And something that I like to do and want to get better at, but also want to invest no time into getting better at because there's so many things to get better at in my life and everyone's life um is reading people's like uh futures or doing tarot readings for them do you have your tarot cards with you i have some tarot cards with me look at you you
0: (laughs) i i i just melanie i just want to say you are a good person and i enjoy being your friend please continue (laughs)
1: Um, this is actually, uh, Wes's set of tarot cards that he bought the same deck I had because he liked mine so much.
0: I was going to say that I've (laughs) held that deck in my hand, but if I mean, if he bought the same one,
1: he bought the same one. I think it's it's slightly different. Um, so if you're willing, I will do a a short little tarot reading for you. So I was thinking, um, do you have like a burning question in your mind?
0: Do I have a burning question in my mind? Um... Or it, we can are we do a more general talk, Are we talking yes or no question? Are we talking just like a thematic what like, give me mm,
1: uh, something something's not quite yes and no, but something okay. you've been maybe pondering, like a decision you need to make. That's always good for a tarot reading. Something that's like am I a good person is not like a good question, you know. <laughs> I but um. I
0: need to know, man. I, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a better person. Um yeah, I mean, I can – I certainly have no shortage of, of those kind of questions burning in my mind at any time. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so I want you to think very deeply about that question theme. And you will okay. have to hold share on. a little bit of it with me. Hold, hold so on. Can... Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm.
0: Hold, please. I just need – I need to burn the question. I'm going to imagine a wall in my mind. Okay. And then I'm going to burn the question onto that wall. Ooh, so give me a second. visualization. I'm, I'm trying.
1: Magical thinking – actualization what do we call that shit now I forget
0: uh, mindful no not mindfulness no um, I forget Intention Power positive thought. thinking something like it. vision boarding vision boarding. <laughs> okay I have my question Like is like
1: waterboarding but like more I, I mean terrible.
0: they're pretty similar it's just one has like magazine cutouts Uh
1: yeah Um, okay so because we are in two different locations I'm going to shuffle the deck for you yes but I want you to tell me when to stop okay, okay. yep So, I'm shuffling, shuffling. You can't see my hands. These are really hard to shuffle. I hope I don't drop them. That'd be really annoying for you to edit.
0: (laughs) You can stop (laughs) now.
1: Okay. Um, Okay. How many times do you want me to cut the deck? Three times. Okay. And so, is this question a question that you feel like? You want to understand the past themes around it, the present themes around it, the future themes around it, or is this a question that you want to gain clarity on?
0: I think the past, present, and future themes.
1: Okay. Now give me a order of the numbers one, two, three. Three, one, two. Three, one.
0: It's a pretty good beer.
1: Two. (laughs) Oh, is it?
0: It's Goose Island. Uh
1: Okay, so I'm drawing a card. So here we have the ten of swords. It looks pretty dark. That and is a, depressing. That's a
0: pretty, a pretty horrifying looking card there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll text this to you. Then for the present, we have the mother of pentacles.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: And then for the future, we have the eight of cups.
0: Eight of cups. At- looks horrifying this is i'm liking this art style quite a bit on the art
1: style is like super beautiful
0: yeah in a very dark and morose way
1: (laughs) it does have really pretty cards you just happen to it's gonna be interesting yeah all right so i'm going to read you the descriptions of these cards and then afterwards do you want to interpret or do you want to like tell me a little bit about it and we kind of interpret as we go along kind of depends on what you want
0: uh i mean i'll follow your lead in that regard i'll, I'll go with whatever you think is is the best okay. for our listeners
1: so i feel like you i normally have like uh the person i'm reading for tell me like a little bit about okay. what the question is like the themes of it
0: okay um I, i've been thinking a lot on the kind of my idea of romance and companionship, um, and, and mm-hmm. past, present, and futures, which is, is why I yeah. picked that one. Um, so that, that's kind of the core of the question.
1: Okay, so, um, in the past, so this is kind of talking about the strong, uh, hesitant energies, but kind of like the themes of the past that are dominating in terms of your romantic life or things you're considering. Okay. Um, so the Ten of Swords is Ruin, Rock Bottom, and Melodrama. Oof!
0: Okay, one, one thing I, I would like to yeah. just interject there is um, in December, uh, when I was feeling particularly low uh, about my romantic life um, for several reasons, I the time between Christmas and New Year's, I took off from work, um, yes, actually into, into the New Year a little bit. And I called it my rock bottom zone. Um, so it's a little straight. I mean, just... just put that, it's
1: always... A, yeah. It's a little, yeah. Um, when the Ten of Swords appears, you finally hit rock bottom. You let others walk all over you while you play the victim.
0: <laughs> I do play the victim very well.
1: <laughs> Is it possible that you love the backstabbing and drama too much to move forward without it? If not for drama, what would you focus on? It's time to find out. Brutal, damn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. okay, so okay, so I feel like that one was had a pretty clear meaning, that, yeah. Like, I mean, i, <laughs> I mean, not for, a lot of interpretation, I guess, to on that for, our,
0: for our listeners' <laughs> perspective. Um, that is kind of true in a lot of respects. Um, a lot of times, I can let people walk over me or bottle things or swallow things and then play the victim or play it up for, you know, after the fact as, Oh, woe is me. When, when realistically, I mean, there were things I should have been doing differently during, but uh, I, I think, and Malavika gets on me, this gets on me for this a lot. Um, I certainly, especially in the last, you know, two years or so, I have kind of just let things go for the, perspective of not making waves and you know good or bad uh, I think mostly bad
1: one time you told me you're going to let that relationship you're going to run it into the ground and I said that's a bad idea (laughs) and you said I have to do it and I said well (laughs) I guess that is your choice I
0: I have since you know (laughs) I I have acknowledged first of all acknowledged several times how ridiculous that was um and gone back i think i talked about it even a little bit in d2 did, yeah. that that i should have ended that relationship sooner from dallas or at least um not gone along with things the way i did but uh yeah that's this is advice Melvick has given me outside of tarot cards <laughs>
1: Okay, so now let's talk about something a bit more positive. So kind of the strong themes in your current self in terms of your love life is the Mother of Pentacles. So that's domestic, loving, patient. (laughs) (laughs) The Mother of Pentacles excels in the home. Very Uh appropriate for quarantine. (laughs) She knows exactly what to do while raising a family and tending to the tasks of daily life. There's potential for her identity to become wrapped entirely around her children and home, which leave her needy and attached. This is the cause of most of her turmoil. She often has qualities of a healer and is very connected to nature. So I think what this is getting at is actually kind of this idea of Mm self-care right now like if i were to look at this and and think about like your love life right now i'd be like this is actually you focusing on yourself and kind of just like tending to your home like tending to your own kind of like mental garden yeah i have
0: i've certainly put romance i won't even say to the side i've put it away like it's not something that's a part of my life right now as i focus just on myself and and my self-care like you said um one thing i mean i'll just add a little bit of flavor of I've been thinking kind of more about what I do want, you know, when I do put myself back out there or do find someone that I want to be romantic towards or anything like that, that that sort of like domestic and home part, that's more important to me than it has been in the past of like, wanting to have a family and wanting to, you know, build that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, thing, the The relevance and importance of that part of it has certainly increased, um, even recently.
1: Okay, so now for this last card, the future. Um, you pulled the Eight of Cups.
0: I'm going to die in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
1: This is stagnation. Yep. Ill health. Oof. Oof. The Eight of Cups sends an urgent message to pack your bags and move on. <laughs> there is no hope of rekindling what's been lost. You Ugh. must start anew. This card also points to phases of illness and physical stagnation. The message should not be more clear. Nothing good remains for you here. Lift your eyes to the horizon and let your feet lead you forward.
0: Fucking drive the dagger in deeper, yeah, why don't shit, you? Man. Jesus, fuck. This
1: is, like the, this is like the scariest tarot card I've I'm, ever tried. I mean, <laughs> that's
0: pretty intense, but I its its message is not lost on me. How about that?
1: Yeah, I, I do feel like... Um, and I think we had talked about it in the past, but kind of feeling like there are there is unfinished business with people mm. in your past. And I think everyone has that kind of sense, but I feel like in this reading, it's telling you that even move. when you're ready to open yourself up to that, like that is not happening. It's move only the fuck bad. On. Right. Yeah, like move the fuck off. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, message received, universe. <laughs>
1: oh, no, shit. That was a. I thought it'd be like a really happy one. Yeah, no, that
0: <laughs> no. Uh, you, you got to remember who you were uh, doing the the cards there for, Malvika.
1: I suppose. I just wanted to send you a picture of your reading in oh, case you Oh, I appreciate it. it. Yeah, no, that's
0: that's that's good. That's it's something I'll want immortalized in <laughs> audio forever. And for those of you, yeah. you listening, um, well, fuck. <laughs> I guess I guess maybe 2021 will be my year. Yeah. Yeah,
1: 2020 is a long year. It's only. Less than halfway done.
0: I mean, no, that that was actually something as part of the rock bottom zone. Uh, I fully admitted that 2020 was always going to be a rebuilding year. It was always going to be, okay. um, you know, the the cleansing fire from which the <laughs> forest can regrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, the, you know, pandemic and and quarantine and, oh, and self care and all that. I mean, I won't say it was a The plan, because that would be fucking insane. Uh, I will say it's in line with the amount of (laughs) romance I expected for myself at this point. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's a good talk. It's
0: time to wrap up. Tell
1: me. It's time to wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank
0: you guys for listening. And you girls out there. If there Mm -hmm. are any of either. Probably not. I think we're at eight listens. Maybe
1: nine. Yeah, that's more than before.
0: Mo, um, several of them are me.
1: <laughs> Probably no, I, I definitely have gotten us three or four listens recently.
0: Yeah, that's true. And a, a couple yeah. of, a couple of people have listened uh, that I've sent it to as well, and we appreciate mm-hmm. you. Um, yes, you can. Oh, well, the last thing I wanted to say, we do have our email. You can send us comments, all of mm-hmm. that. Um, if you have any questions for us, even if it relates to anything at all, it doesn't have to relate to a specific topic. Uh, I thought it might be fun if, if any of you send us questions via email that you want us to read, that you want the answers to, um, we will do our best to work in whatever letter episode we are making at that time to answer your question. So, yes, for example, if, if I asked Malavika the question, oh, you know, I really want to know more about your relationship with steak then she and we're recording episode g she would say you know that's a great question well i and then talk about the grill and then not talk about that anymore and just answer it so we will do our best to make it relevant to whatever topic but if you have any comments questions anything you want to know anything you want us to talk about send us rla the podcast at gmail.com or on twitter rla the podcast
1: thank you for joining us on this journey And come back, hear us talk more about G.
0: Enjoy real life.